Our scripture reading today, Romans chapter 4. I'm going to read the entire chapter, although I'll be picking up the verse I left at last Sunday, verse 16, and be considering the remainder of the chapter, although I may need to return to it. But Romans chapter number 4 for our scripture reading today. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of, reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to them who were not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect, because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not, all, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham." who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before, whom, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses, and was raised again for our justification." May you know this blessing better today. You may be seated. In view of the verses that I have providentially reached in the sovereignty of God, due to my seeking to move progressively through the letter that Paul, a called apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, wrote under the infallible and inerrant inspiration of God the Holy Spirit, not only to the true believers in God in first century Rome, but to all true confessing believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of the date on the calendar, even Easter. Easter. 
For if the living, true, and only Lord God of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit had not wanted Paul, wanted this letter Paul wrote to the believers in the capital city of the now scattered to the winds of history, namely the lost and idolatrous pagan empire bearing the same name, the Roman Empire, if the Lord God of history, who was sovereign over all mankind and all the kingdoms and nations of man, including all those in existence today, If this one living, true, and only Lord God had not wanted this letter that Paul wrote to these first century believers to become part of his providentially preserved written word of God, the Holy Bible, it would not have been. And I would not be seeking to open up another section of it, hopefully, to your edification, your instruction, your blessing, and your protection today. If you confess the same living, true, and only God who saved a former persecutor of the church, an unbeliever, and brought him to saving faith in the saving gospel that he defended with his life, namely Paul. Because if you don't think you need a constant, a constant believing intake of the word of God in your own life, both publicly and privately. If you don't believe that you need the Holy Bible in this increasingly dark and depraved 21st century world, the world that the Lord has saved you out of, if he has, I can say to you that this devil-deceived world, this devil-controlled world, that is seeking to deceive you, will suck you back into its matrix of unbelief and foolishness. If you don't think you need the sword of the Spirit to fight the good fight of the faith, once delivered to the saints, to fight this real battle, may God have mercy on you today. Because anyone who thinks that they do not need the Holy Bible the written word of God, to see things correctly, including God, including themselves, including others, and this entire universe and everything in it, both seen and unseen, they are simply showing how blind to reality they really are. May God have mercy on the many in America, and even in the churches in America, in this sobering lost condition, as they live out their short, dying lives out in their matrix of unbelief and rebellion against God. For how many, even in the churches, believe that in order to have a correct understanding of human history, that personal saving belief in the saving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is absolutely necessary. Absolutely essential. And without it, men walk in the darkness of their own ignorance, even as they profess to be intelligent, because they reject the truth that the Bible alone is the word of God. May God be pleased to deliver the many in America 
even in the churches, from the horrible darkness of unbelief and rejection of the truth that is being manifested in the world and in how many churches today in too many ways for me to list in this short message. Now you might be asking, why am I saying these things that sadly many would mock at and how many others would take offense at? Despite the accuracy of the truth of what I have just said, I say these things for two reasons. I say these things for two reasons in light of the verses that I've reached in Romans chapter 4, verses 16 to 25. Although I may have to return to the verses I will conclude with today. But verses, if correctly believed and understood, should have you praising the Lord. Should have you praising the Lord for the truth what has historically, at least until recently, in the Western nations of the world, been associated with this day called Easter. The glorious space-time history bodily resurrection of the only Savior of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen? For the world you are presently living in and dying in, because you are passing through it, believer, would not be the present world that it is if it was not for the truth written and declared by Paul about the historical Adam and the historical Lord Jesus Christ. Now why? Why do I say the historical Abraham and the historical Lord Jesus Christ? I say it for two reasons. I say it for two reasons powerfully illustrated by Paul in the verses I've reached in Romans 4. The first is to protect you from one of the most dangerous and demonic lies that the Lord has been pleased in his sovereignty to decree that the majority of the Western nations in the world, if not the whole world, have been deceived by for the last 150 years and counting and are continuing to be deceived by it. A lie that visible churches and those professing to be teachers in the churches have sadly not stood against even foolishly and dangerously attempting to make this lie, this deception of the devil fit into the scriptures. But friends, it would be easier for you to get the Atlantic Ocean to fit into a teacup than to get this lie of of the devil to fit into the Bible. What lie am I referring to? I am referring to the false and dangerous idea that has deceived the world and infected too many churches, even those claiming to be reformed and evangelical, namely the misuse of God's good gift of science. Given to subdue the earth to the glory of God and the good of mankind into a weapon to assault the historical accuracy of the Holy Bible. 
For God's good gift of science was never given to man to be used by unbelievers to reject the historical accuracy of the Bible. Because when men use science and think they can use it to determine the age of the universe and the length of time that man has been a sojourner on this dying earth, they are misusing this good gift of God. For be honest with me now, how many times since you have been on this world inhabited with dying men have you heard or even in your years in unbelief repeated the false and dangerous lengths of time that truth-denying scientists have given for the age of the universe, for the age of the earth and man's time on the earth. Believer, remember that the purpose of science has never been to tell you how long man has been on the earth. That's not its purpose. Because you can get 10 scientists saying it's this old and you can get another 10 scientists with another different age. Where do you decide how old the earth is? Not through science, but through the word of God. The Bible gives you this information and it gives it to you infallibly and inerrantly because it is the word of God. So when unbelieving scientists spew out their ever-changing false and incorrect dates for the universe, the earth, and man on it, dates and ages that disagree with the Bible's infallible chronology as to how long the universe, the earth, and man have been here, these false ages are not only wrong, but they're dangerously wrong. Because they assault the truth of the only book that gives us an accurate historical record of the time that man has been on the earth. The Holy Bible. And it blinds those believing these foolish and false dates to the reason for time. As we now know it. Why time as we now know it even exists. And encourages them in their ongoing foolish rejection of the saving gospel of God. The saving gospel of God, friends, that is rooted in real historical time. Not the mythological ages and times of deceived and deceiving scientists. For who has Paul been focusing your attention on in this fourth chapter of Romans? As he seeks to drive home, hopefully to your believing hearts, the truth of justification by faith alone in the finished work of Christ alone due to the sovereign saving grace of God alone. He has been focusing your attention on the historical Abraham. On the historical Abraham. The true believer in God who displayed his true saving faith in God before he was circumcised to show you that it is not a person's ethnicity that matters to God, but true saving faith and belief in his one and only saving gospel. For what does Paul do in this fourth chapter of Romans? He takes you all the way back to the historical Abraham. Introduced as Abram back in Genesis 11. To show to you the truth of justification by faith alone in Christ alone, as I hope to show again today. But what precedes Genesis 11? Let's see. 11 minus 1, that's Genesis 10. What precedes Genesis 11? Genesis 10. And what is Genesis 10, friends? It's the chapter of God's word that has been called the table of nations. 
The nations that developed what? After Noah and his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, exited the ark after the universal flood of Noah's day, recorded in Genesis chapter 6 to 9. And what precedes Genesis chapter 6? A record of the world before the flood of Noah's day and the names of some of those descended from Adam and Eve, the first man and woman on the earth. Oh, friends, remember something. Remember this because of the warped and wrong views of human history that you are surrounded by. And not the least being the attempt of wicked men and women to cancel culture. As if tearing down a statue or renaming a road can change or erase the history of the one depicted by that statue or the road they were named after. But remember something. When you are reading the Bible, you're reading actual history. When you are reading the Bible, you are reading the actual history of man and of specific men. Especially the incarnate man, the Lord Jesus Christ, that the creator of us all wants you to know and understand correctly. This is why I have said just moments ago that one of the most dangerous teachings to have been accepted and propagated over the last 150 years has been and continues to be the false ages given for the universe, the earth, and man by misused science. For once you drink from this well of misused science, don't be surprised if the truth of the infallible historical accuracy of the scriptures is undermined. And you fail to see how important it is for a right view of reality. For again, what do you read in Romans chapter 4? What do you read in Romans chapter 4? You see Paul focusing on the truth of the historical Abraham. For your right understanding of the saving gospel of God. Which brings me to my second question of introduction. Now, I hope my lengthy introductions at times do not annoy or upset you because I give them to hopefully show you how important verses like these in Romans 4 are to understand actual human history correctly. Not the fables. Not the fables pushed and promoted at such places like the Museum of Anti-Science in Boston. Because what does Paul say that the Lord God of history did in the fullness of time? Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5. Well, what? When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that are under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Notice, when the fullness of the time was come, God did something in time. He did something in human history. He sent forth his beloved and only begotten son. And believing why the Lord God did this is what Paul wants all those reading him to see and believe correctly using historical Adam. Excuse me, using historical Abraham. We'll we'll get to his use of historical Adam in the next chapter. Using historical Abraham as an example to show you. To show you how important true biblical and saving faith was To who? Abraham. How long ago? Approximately 4,000 years. How important true saving faith was to Paul? Approximately 2,000 years ago. 
and how important it was to Abel approximately 7,000 years ago and has been and continues to be for every true regenerate child of God as seen by what Paul writes at the end of this chapter. Verses we'll get to, verses 23 to 25. Now it was not written for his sake alone. Whose sake alone? Abraham's. It was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. For friends, if you are not going to be sucked up by the lie of mythical time taught by those misusing science as described by a man who wrote a play about a man called Macbeth who captured the truth of the lie of evolutionary time even before Darwin was born. For if you buy into the lie, a very very poor investment for your dying soul But if you buy into the lie of evolutionary time captured by Macbeth's words, human history is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. If you buy into the lie of evolutionary time, your existence and my existence and everyone's existence on this dying world, friends, is pointless and meaningless. The only logical conclusions to the demonic theory of evolution is nihilism and everyone doing what is right in their own eyes but wrong in the eyes of God. As is being seen with a vengeance in pagan America today. You think that it's a small thing to deny the historicity of the Bible. Just look at America today. But friends, what is real, actual, and factual human history as infallibly recorded in the Holy Bible? Because friends, what is human history? Or to put it this, put this question differently. What is the Bible? What is the Bible? What is the Bible an infallible and inerrant record of? It is an infallible and inerrant record of the most glorious thing ever to be written down. The history of sovereign redemption. God's plan of salvation. The story of redemption. That's what the Bible is. Actual and real time that the Lord has been using for the last 7,000 years and counting to redeem and save a people for himself. From every tribe and people and language and tongue throughout time. Due to the penal substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ for his believing people. When in the fullness of the time he came for to do what? To die. So that you might have the hope of the glorious gospel laid before you. And when did that event take place in real historical time, friends? Approximately 2,000 years ago. 
Because as I repeat, who has Paul been focusing your attention on in this fourth chapter? The historical Abraham and how Abraham was singled out by God to drive home to your hopefully believing heart the truth of justification by faith alone in the finished work of Christ alone. Unless you think the Bible is not a record of God working out in time his plan of redemption forged in eternity between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who will he write about in the next chapter? The historical Adam. The historical Adam whose space-time rebellion, whose historical rejection of the word of God is the reason for every death in the world, including the penal substitutionary death of Christ, who came to die for his sinful people, so that those believing on him alone for acceptance with God have the blessing of believing that his finished work for them was accepted by God by his glorious historical space-time resurrection. Truth to be rejoicing in 365 days of the year. Truth to be rejoicing in 365 days of the year, believer, including but not limited to Easter. Because if the truth of the historical death and resurrection of Christ does not guide and direct your life every day on your dying days on this earth? Are you a true believer in God? Are you a true believer in God or only playing at being one? For in order for there to be a glorious, historical, and finished work of redemption through the man of God's own choosing, Jesus, as Paul writes, Jesus had to come into this world, as I said, in the fullness of the time. But what do you read about in God's infallible record of redemption written in the Bible? The God-chosen the God history of man. This is, the Bible is the God-chosen history of man. If you want to know what God thinks about human history, read the Bible. The God-chosen history of man that God wants you to know, believe, and understand correctly. Is it selective? Yes. Because all history books have to be selective. Even the infallible history book of God's plan of redemption is selective, showing you who to think about and remember. And how many, even in the churches today, would not be able to tell you anything about the men and women that the Lord has been pleased to record in the Bible for your edification and your instruction? They know more about some passing actor or actress they can tell you everything about them. But if you ask them, who's Abel? Who's Cain? I don't know. Who are they? Who killed Abel? Cain. Why did Cain kill his brother Abel? Because he testified to the truth of the need of an acceptable blood sacrifice and religious loss. Cain rejected this truth. And the first man to be to defend and then die for the truth of justification by faith alone in the coming redeemer of his people was Abel. Then you had then you find Noah finding grace in the eyes of the Lord and what does the God of history do after giving you just one chapter? 
How about the nations of men after the universal flood? God records his calling out Abram from his idolatry in the earth of the Chaldees. And then God uses this man of redemptive history to show to you, believer, today. Think of that. Today. That man who lived 4,000 years ago. God wants you to use him to remember glorious gospel truth today. To show you, believer, today on this day commonly called Easter, that human history is not a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Friends, the true idiot in the world today is every unbeliever who rejects the historical truth of Abraham and the truth that the Lord God uses him to teach and illustrate. Truth that you need today. Abraham, the true believer in God, who believed in and trusted in the coming Savior of sinners, the Lord Jesus Christ, by faith alone. Because what did Jesus say about the historical Abraham when he walked on this dying earth? What did he say 2,000 years ago about Abraham, who lived 4,000 years ago? What did he say about him? He said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and was glad. Yet how many in the public schools in America and Canada over the last 150 years and counting have been taught the infallible history book, the Bible? Adam and Eve, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, Moses, and the prophets. As I said to Dale more than once, the history I remember taking in, in school was all about Egypt. Oh, you got to build a pyramid. And you got to know who the pharaohs are. What happened to Pharaoh? They wouldn't let the people of God go. Did you hear about that in the public schools? No. Please don't tell me that America or, the, or Canada are Christian nations. Because Christian nations wouldn't say the only infallible history book we have isn't allowed to be used and taught correctly in the schools. And what do you have today? Perverted teachers telling children that they can be whatever they want to be. Friends, you start playing fast and loose with the history of the Bible, and what do you have? You have the year 2023. But what does Paul call the historical Abraham at the end of the verse I ended at last Sunday and finally reached today? Verse 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now the question you should be asking, and hopefully you've asked it, how is Abraham the father of us all? Referring to true believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. For remember, Paul is writing these letters to believers in Christ. He's not writing, writing to non-believers. Now it can't be a physical fatherhood. For every true believer in God through faith alone in Christ alone cannot claim Abraham as their natural father. And as far as I know, none who are hearing me can trace their physical lineage back to the historical Abraham. Forgive me if I am wrong and you can correct me later. 
But every true believer in God confesses and walks in the same gift of justifying faith that Abraham believed and walked in even as he did millennia ago. And how did Abraham display this truth? Paul tells you in verses 18 to 22. Who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform and therefore was imputed to him for righteousness. Abraham knew the reality of his being impotent at 100 years old. And Sarah knew the reality of her being barren at 90 years old. A hundred-year-old man and his 90-year-old wife do not conceive a child together. Even as a virgin who has not lain with a man cannot conceive a child and a man crucified three days and three nights in the grave cannot rise from the dead. Follow the science, man! Follow the science. We've got churches and preachers saying, you don't have to believe the Bible because science has proved it wrong. They're heretics. Follow the science. You follow the science and not the word of God. Science will take you to hell. Because science cannot prove the glorious reality that God can give a child to a hundred-year-old man and a ninety-year-old woman. Science cannot prove that God can open the womb of a virgin and have himself incarnated in the person of the Son so that he might be the Savior of the world. And science cannot prove that three days and three nights later he rose triumphant from the grave. Friends, science is an idol that God is judging the world for today. Because how many are saying science proves this or science proves that? And the word of God is nowhere to be seen. How many times have I heard men, even men who understand that there's only two genders, male and female. Oh, biology has shown us this. When are we going to start preaching the Bible in America? One man, one woman. He made them male and female. Oh, friends, realize the danger of thinking you have to bring the ideas of man and say, I'll listen to man, but I won't listen to the word of God. But Abraham was not a man of misused science. 
Abraham was not a man of misused science. He was a man of historical saving faith. God had promised Abraham that he would be a father of many nations through Sarah. And both Abraham and Sarah believed the word of God. Despite all the scientists telling them that a hundred year old man and his 90 year old wife can't conceive a child. Because the science is against it. It's not possible. But with God, all things are possible. Glorious saving faith and trust in the word of God displayed by these believers that Paul uses, as I said, to drive home the truth of justification by faith alone in the finished work of Christ alone. Abraham, the man of faith, the father of those who walk in the same faith in the truth of the word of God as he did millennia ago that Paul not only uses to teach you the truth, you need to remember and rejoice in here, believer in Romans 4, but more than once in the book of Hebrews, where the faith of Abraham and Sarah is focused on in two different but additional ways. First, Hebrews 11. Verses 8 to 12, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang, therefore sprang there even of one in him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the sea, sure innumerable. And Abraham believed God in space-time history, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Truth that Abraham testified to again years later. When the Lord told Abraham to do what? To take his promised son Isaac. To take his promised son Isaac up the mountain and sacrifice him. For how does Hebrews record the faith of Abraham in this second historical event? Hebrews 11 verses 17 to 19. By faith Abraham when he was tried offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. This is why Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and was glad. As every true believer since then has and continues to do until you see him as he is believer. For yes, through the promised child Isaac, you have the messianic line of Jesus further defined. Until the one promised way back in Genesis 3 verse 15 steps onto the pages of redemptive history in person. For Abraham was not just the father of the physical nation of Israel. He is the one that the Lord God chose to use as an example of the truth of justification by faith alone in the finished work of Christ alone for acceptance with God. For how does the writer of Hebrews apply chapter 11 on true saving faith in which Abraham is mentioned more than once as well as Sarah? The opening words of Hebrews 12, wherefore, 
Seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your mind. Oh, true believer in the saving gospel of Christ, if the Lord was to send you an email of how many true believers in the saving gospel of God have preceded you into his glorious presence as their one and only Lord and Savior, if he was to send you an email from every single one of them, with, what, with a one-paragraph summary of the times and the circumstances describing their glorious transformation from unbeliever to true believer by God's amazing free and sovereign grace, I ask you, would all those emails crash the internet without an EMP? How many, friends? Because Paul records the truth of God's gift of justifying faith to Abraham to reinforce in hopefully your believing mind the glorious truth of what believing the truth of what Christ alone could have done and did on his cross 2,000 years ago means for every true believer believing on what Jesus alone accomplished and finished for his elect sheep. Not just to be remembered on one day of the year called Easter. But every day. But every day since you came by God's free gift of justifying faith. To believe the truth of the one and only saving gospel of God. Abraham is not written about in God's history book the Bible. Because God had a certain number of words to reach before submitting it to publication. No. Abraham's display of justifying faith was written for your benefit, believer, for your instruction, believer, for your blessing, believer, regardless of the date on the calendar. Verses 23 to 25, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Oh, how many dare call themselves Christians, even say they believe in God, forgetting that the devil knows that God exists and trembles. Because the finished work of Christ on his cross was not for the devil or his demons who followed him in his rebellion against God. For how many say they believe in God but show they do not? Because if you were to ask them, do you believe that Jesus died his penal substitutionary death on his cross in space, time, history, 2,000 years ago for the sins of his sinful people from every tribe and people and language and tongue and then rose triumphant over the grave three days and three nights later testifying to the truth that he obtained the righteousness his sinful people need to be able to stand before the Lord of God justified in his holy presence when they die or the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Oh, how many even in the churches today on this Easter Sunday not only do not believe what I have just so briefly said, but 
would be annoyed and offended at my brief description of the saving gospel of Christ. Who wants to talk about the death of Christ on Easter? I mean, you got your calendar dates wrong, preacher. Who wants to talk about sin on Easter? Who wants to declare that Jesus died in his cross of penal substitutionary atonement, bearing the wrath of God for all the sins of his people on Easter? Preacher, don't you realize this will offend people? Don't you realize it'll scare the little children who are more focused on mythical egg-producing bunnies? Because how many churches have egg-gathering things today? And how many children are more concerned about how many eggs they're going to find and now whether or not they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Preacher, get with the program. Misuse science for the last 150 years has told us that the Bible is false. Misuse science for the last 150 years has told us that when your brain stops giving recordable brainwave function, you can harvest that still living person's organs because there is more to an ensouled body being alive than what can be recorded by a physical instrument. Is this, is this why funerals used to be called wakes? For the family wanted to make sure their departed loved one had truly died and departed the body they once indwelt before putting them in the ground. But Miss You Science has told you that when you're dead, you cease to exist, despite what the Bible tells us happened to Jesus three days and three nights after his dead and lifeless body was put in the tomb. Oh, friends, on this Sunday called Easter, where do you get your understanding of real history, of actual history from? Do you get it from the cult of evolutionists? trying to deceive you to think that they know what they are talking about when they talk about the origin of species in the age of the universe? Do you get your understanding of history from the cult of materialists who treat the never-dying soul of man in union with his dying body for a time that all man is is a super-duper biological computer? That's all you are. You're just a super-duper biological computer. And given enough time, you'll be able to download your soul onto a flash drive and keep on living in a lab-created dying body that you'll download your soul into. Friends, are you getting your understanding of real human history from the infallible human history book that God has given you, the Holy Bible? Are you praising and thanking God today 
Because you have come by his gift of saving faith to see and believe the truth that in space, time, history, 2,000 years ago, the only sinless man ever to walk on the sin-cursed earth, the Lord Jesus Christ, in union with God and the person of the Son of God, willingly allowed himself to be lifted up to die on his cross of, of cross of penal substitution why verse 25 who was delivered for our offenses who is the hour friends Paul is not writing to pagan idolatrous lost unbelieving Romans he is writing to the blood bought redeemed and confessing church of the Lord Jesus Christ who was delivered for our offenses finished action past time for the sins of his people that his father had sent him into the world to die for from every tribe and people and language and tongue away 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 with every and all teaching that denies this saving gospel truth. Verse 25, and was raised again for our justification, finished action, past time, raised three nights and three days later, never to die again. Why? Why was he raised, believer, for our justification? Away with every and all teaching that denies this truth of saving gospel history. Who is the hour, believer? Paul did not write this glorious truth to the lost pagan idolaters Romans. He wrote it to the believers in Rome. Because if Paul had asked the RMSM, the Roman mainstream media, to publish what he had written, they would have burnt it before a single preserved copy of his letter could have been made. Oh, friends, get your understanding of human history from the Bible. Not misuse science. Friends, get your understanding of actual human history and its purpose from the Bible and not the numerous false and dangerous ideas of it that are pushed and promoted today. Get your understanding of the historical and unique and only virgin conception and then birth and then sinless life and then substitutionary death and then glorious resurrection and then enthroning ascension and then history-ending return of the Lord Jesus Christ from the Bible! Not the flawed, false, and dangerous ideas of uninspired and dangerous men and women. Are you odd? Are you odd and amazed and filled with wonder and thanksgiving to God that when you read why Paul says Jesus died and rose again, that he was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification, that you can say you believe it. That you can say you believe it even if everyone else was to mock you, reject you, and even persecute you for believing it. Because friends, how many who have died have died at the hands of of gospel-rejecting non-believers. How many will die today? How many will die before the one who died and rose again returns? Will you be one of them? Will I? Can you say, I wasn't there. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't there. And I think I'm correct in saying you weren't there. I wasn't there when they crucified your Lord. But you know why he was being crucified. Who was delivered up for my offenses. I wasn't there 
when he rose from the grave. But you know why he was raised? Who was raised again? For my justification. For you are not ashamed. Not ashamed. Not ashamed. Not ashamed, for you know what you have believed about him and what he alone could have done and did for you. And you are persuaded that he is able to keep that which you have committed unto him against that day. What have you committed to the Lord Jesus Christ, believer, against that day of judgment that is ahead for all mankind? You have committed to him the righteousness that you know you need to be able to stand before him on that great day. His righteousness and his righteousness alone. How do you know this? How do you know this? I'm asking you, how do you know this? You can't pull the Lamb's book of life off its shelf in heaven and see your name written there. How does every true believer know that they will be accepted by God on judgment day because of the finished justifying work of the Lord Jesus Christ for the sins of his people by faith alone? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you know that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints by faith alone? How do you know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord by faith alone? Faith alone in the truth that in space-time history, as real as the space-time history, you are presently in, but not forever existing in, that the Lord Jesus Christ was delivered up for the offenses of his believing people and raised again for the justification of his believing people. Friends, there are a lot of things that Christ's believing people do not know. And in this sin-saturated and sin-sick world, it is better that you don't know them. But there is one thing there is one thing that every true believer in God who saves his people from their sins through his one and only saving gospel knows. You know, you know that you were once blind. You know that you were once blind and did not see or believe the glorious saving gospel of God. The glorious truth that Jesus was delivered up in space-time history for the sins of his believing people and raised from the dead three days and three nights later in space-time history for the justification of those believing alone on his finished work for acceptance with God. These glorious truths were once the farthest thing from your unbelieving mind. And the last thing you wanted to think about believe or hear preached on but the day came the day came when by God's amazing free and sovereign grace you did Amen. you did that day came when you wanted to think about it wanted to believe wanted to hear not today not today not today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when I can rejoice in the truth that he was given up to death for my sins and was raised to life for my justification. Do you believe that Jesus was delivered up for your offenses according to the scriptures and raised again for your justification according to the scriptures today? Then you will believe it Forever. 
Do you believe it today? I pray you do. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, our God, thank you for taking away the blindness, deafness, depravity, wickedness, foolishness, stupidity. We were fools to think that man could define and decide what history is when you have given us your word, showing us that you are the God of history, showing us why time exists because you are redeeming a people from your, for yourself, from every tribe and people and language and tongue. And in the mystery of your amazing grace, you've reached down and shown to those who confess your son in this place today the truth, the glorious truth of why in the fullness of the time your son came into this world. Oh, Lord, we may not understand many things, but Lord, if we believe the gospel, it doesn't matter if we don't know all those other things. Thank you for saving belief in your son, in his wonderful name. Amen.